This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Are you the type of person who loves to treat yourself? You know, sometimes you just want to buy yourself a coffee, a fancy coffee. Sometimes you want to get a little extra legroom on the plane. You know what I mean? So if you ever treat yourself to the top options, other places like that, then why are we settling when we're finding a doctor? I know it's easy to fall into that rut, but your health is so important. Enter ZocDoc. ZocDoc is a place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. There's no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. You know we hate that. And these doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, which is so helpful. You can see who's located near you and who's available and who can treat basically any condition you're searching for. Plus, a typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 to 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. When I moved to LA years ago, I discovered ZocDoc because I was so tired of having to call all these different offices and wait. It took hours sometimes to figure out which doctor in town could help me and which one took my insurance, but not anymore with ZocDoc. I was able to find everything from a psychiatrist to a GI doctor, and I did that all through ZocDoc. And the app has only gotten better over time. I still use it. I still love it. I always recommend it to people, whether you have phone anxiety like me or not. It couldn't get easier to find a doctor with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash drink and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash drink. ZocDoc.com slash drink. Also, are we go? We're making sound, not recording through the computer by accident? We're making sound. We're making waves. <laughs> making moves. Making the world a better place. Well, we're certainly trying. That's we? debatable. Uh, I'm drinking again. Oh, are we recording? Yes. All right. Yes, you're drinking again. Christine had a box of wine in her hand and I got here and I was like, oh, I knew I knew that face. She's back. Yep. I'm back, baby. Uh, I drank a milkshake today. Did you? Look, yeah. We're like back to our roots, you know? Oh, yeah. Back back to the basics. <laughs> Bare bones. Bare bones basics. Um, my boss actually bought me. Bare bones boss basics. What my, did, she, what? Went, she went to lunch um, with someone else from work and came back and brought me a milkshake. That is very sweet. What kind of milkshake? Chocolate. From where? It was called North Shore. Oh, that sounds fancy. It does. Sounds sound. like a wine, actually, doesn't it? I don't know. It came in a normal red Coke cup. So oh, <laughs> it looked well, like it was from a pier or something. Did it taste good? Oh, it tasted so good. Uh, I drank it in like five seconds and she was like, what do you mean it's already gone? And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you I'm a fucking monster. <laughs> Whoops. I inhaled it. <laughs> it was I was like. That was a good shake. She's like, what do you mean was? And I was like, I mean, if it's in the trash. She's like, I wanted to try it. No. Nope. <laughs> uh, yeah. So my whole 30 is over. Mm-hmm. I uh, I did it. I'm so happy and proud of myself. You guys, it changed my life. I'm not even, I know that it sounds cliche. Never slept so well. My skin's never been drier. I mean, drier. <laughs> my skin's never been <laughs> smoother or less dry. I lost 11 and a half pounds in 30 Holy days. shit. 11.5. Well, I lost four inches around my waist. Wow. Yeah. Did you do all these, like, the measurements before just to see? hmm Wow. So, anyway, I'm really happy. I'm going to keep the diet, but, like, keep 
the wine add the wine back right so yeah buy four inches but um or hello four more fresh oh inches <laughs> anyway tell me what's why are you drinking this week Oh, man. Why am I drinking? Oh, there's a bug in my wine. This is oh, the Oh, we'll problem. drink it. We know you love gnats. They don't scare you or anything. I'm sorry. Do gnats scare you? Remember that time I got a fly in my shake and you just told me to suck it up? I didn't tell you to suck it up. I told you not to kill him. Did you just lick it out of the cup? <laughs> no! Gross. Whole 30 changed you. <laughs> or did it not change me at all? <laughs> um, why do I drink? <clears throat> uh, I... Good thing we're in the studio room and we have 800 wine glasses around us. Can you pass me one of those? <laughs> Guys, if you've ever them. looked at our website, uh, our store, and that's why we drink bigcartel.com. Um, <laughs> in case you didn't know that hyperlink. <laughs> shameless plug. Um, we sell wine glasses, but we sell them out of our house, which means at all times, Christine has 700 of them <laughs> literally sitting behind us when we record. So whenever Christine gets a fly in her wine glass... She just grabs another one. Hear them clinking? Oh, yeah, there they are. No, this one has dust in it. Oh, we'll just pull another one of the... <laughs> All We're right. not kidding. I don't know. Anyway, I drink... Oh, he's out. God damn it, Guys, Christine. it's okay. I got him. <laughs> he's fine. He's gonna live. Oh, no, he's dead. I'm so... I can see it on your finger. You know what it is? It's like one of those funerals at sea. Where you throw it over. A Viking funeral? Yep. <laughs> it's, you have to shoot an arrow of fire onto it then. <laughs> That's step two. That's phase two of this process. <clears throat> okay, guys. This is what's happening. This is why I'm drinking, and it's for a good reason. Okay, what is it? I'm drinking because I have a very nice girlfriend who is willing to lose several hours of her life in honor of me. Oh, because we all know I love a good Marvel movie. You do love a good Marvel movie. Allison has not seen any Marvel movie that I have not forced her to watch. Mm -hmm. I think maybe she watched one or two in spurts in her life, but didn't really care about them. Sure. Now she's with me, who, and now she has to know everything about everything. She has, on her own, advised that we, as a couple, watch every single Marvel movie in the correct timeline order before Infinity here. War comes out. So... We have the whole order. If you guys want, I can post it on Facebook so any other Marvel nets can watch along with us. But we're about four movies in now. You got to do it because otherwise everyone's going to be like, Christine, when is I'm going to post it? All right. We've already watched the first Captain America, which is the first one. Like chronologically so. It was made three out three years after Iron Man, but it is the first one. because it, it was made three hours after Iron Man? Actually, yeah. The movie industry is really <laughs> booming and it's getting kind of wild now. You help make all the props in three hours. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> um, but so we're watching all of them. And tomorrow we are doing a double feature of Iron Man 2 and then Thor 1. Remember, weren't Very you supposed excited. to watch Iron Man 2 last night? Were we? Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. You came over oh, and you yes, were mad that I you was. That's why we're watching a double feature. I thought you and me, wa I was like, we're, we weren't going to oh, watch it together. No, I'm just trying to stir drama in your relationship. <laughs> By all means. But I no, we were you. supposed to watch Iron Man 2 last night. And then someone that is not me in this relationship of two people got too tired so now we're doing a double feature okay so it, it's all it's all good now just wanted to stir some things up you know let's stir things up in your relationship are you like still getting married or here's the thing pregnant oh no no <laughs> no really we're not don't everyone stop getting in car crashes i uh am going wedding dress shopping this weekend for the first time with three of your mothers it's th all three moms i got the mom i got the stepmom i got the god mom wow there are all the moms that are going to be there and my little sister. And I'm terrified. I'm terrified. 
Why? Because you just lost 11 pounds and four inches. But it's just scary to like walk and it's just scary. Well, I'm never going to wear a dress. So I I, I feel bad for you. Thanks. On your own. Thanks. Hey, I got to get a tux though for your wedding and my mother's wedding and my friend Ellen's wedding. You're going to look sharp. I certainly hope so. But I've also never had a tux tailored or like. Oof. So I don't know what to do. Just Google it. All right. (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what to do either i'm so nervous um anyway it's fine i'll get over it um we do speaking of things that make us nervous we (sighs) em (laughs) wants to stab me we have some potentially exciting news that i don't want to jinx it so we're not going to say it but just maybe you can ascertain what we're trying to say in that just read between the verbal lines of what just might be on the surface of something people have asked for multiple times since the beginning of this podcast yes there is a horizon and you need to look at it and understand what it is without and i need to go by anti-anxiety medication yes m needs a prescription i need wine and a new outfit and potentially stage fright might occur that's the clues you get <laughs> stage fright will occur <laughs> okay fair. will occur will occur i mean if something were to happen that we aren't gonna say out loud just yet yeah knock on wood so we're in the talks with a very reputable reputable helpful businessman a man putting all our eggs in one basket god it's not a woman i mean can you imagine they can't work christine (laughs) they have to push babies out of their vagina (laughs) jane oh man someone someone tell me where babies come from (laughs) good one guys a vagina (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> someone put that on a shirt it's fine because it's like english isn't my first language so oh i don't God. really why know. isn't that on a shirt actually what was the thing that you just said downstairs that should have been on a shirt i'm so red right now oh christine was trying to explain something to me and she got really <laughs> dramatic really fast and she was like and i want someone to design this and put it on a shirt please um she said quote i don't know if you can tell but wine makes me exaggerate <laughs> what i said was this pork one makes me want to kill myself <laughs> I actually, uh, we've gotten a couple, um, uh, we've gotten a couple emails saying that people were interested in my phrase from like two episodes ago. Oh, what is it? Um, I said, I'm invested and I'm pissed. I don't remember that, but I love it. Me either. But that should also be on a shirt. So artistic people go crazy. Speaking of artistic people, let's do another shout out for that coloring book because holy (gasps) shit. That's on my list. Oh, Katie Christensen made us a fucking coloring book. A good one, I mean, too. Not made us one. She made one for everyone. If you're a uh, patron, and if you wanted to become one, you can find us at patreon.com slash podcast. Hashtag shameless plug. But yes, don't if, type that into the URL. No, don't do that. <laughs> um, if you are a patron, you can actually see a reaction video of Christine and I opening up the book for the first time it's and freaking the fuck exciting. out for five you can minutes. see all the pages it's on amazon it's called down the hatch katie christensen she actually created the famous my favorite murder coloring book which was like a huge success success and she we were like so flattered and honored that she made one for us yeah we're shocked to like, the core shocked shocked and it's beautiful and it's like and i just love people are posting videos of them coloring it while drinking wine and oh yeah people are posting their pictures left and right of like us soothing them by them coloring it's like us. our voices and then like half as people, is all over the page and i'm like what's happening some people are uh, listening to us while coloring in geo's butt curtain and it's 
I mean, a very interesting time for 2018, I think. Very. And it's like in my wildest dreams, I could not have foreseen this reality. Never thought people would around the globe be coloring my dogs that I said. Yeah. Weird. Anyway, thank you guys for all your coloring. and It's great. We love it. And thank you, Katie, for making that happen. It's on Amazon, guys. Prime, by the way. You could have it tomorrow in tomorrow. your hands. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tamara. Is Tamara home? Don't do that. Everyone wants to know what you think about the new movie. Um, well, I worked on it. Bling. Oh, that was yeah, my yeah. hair flip. I have not seen it. And I will never see it. So take it away. Oh, I will see it. I'm actually seeing it with my roommate, Other Christine. Other Christine is there when I'm not emotionally available for him. That's true. Like horror movies. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Other Christine is there for Marvel movies and horror movies. And I've already told her about Strangers, Pray at Night. No, thanks. I'm not. I'm very excited because I actually trust it will be a good movie because The Strangers, as I've said, and as has become famously known, it's the only scary movie that actually really scared me when Which I was is younger. so interesting to me. So the fact that it, well, it's because it's like just a, a senseless act of violence. Like a home that invasion type yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not talk about it um okay <laughs> i can't handle it so that is i know it's gonna freak me out and i haven't been freaked out like that since i saw the first one when i was like 15 can we do like a live stream of you watching the video for patreon uh we could but that's gonna require filming in a movie theater i mean i know i was just kind of joking but now i think i, wanna... I mean i'm thinking about it and it would be a wonderful idea yeah i want to see it Maybe I can sit in the back row of the movie theater and live tweet while it's happening. Oh, that could be good. Christine will probably hate you. But... Yeah, so I can't do that, actually. Um, also, before I forget, this episode is dedicated to one of our patrons who has been a dedicated patron for five months at the $25 level. Holy moly. Her name is Liv. Liv. Liv L. Ugh, love it. it sounds, I live it. I live, live it a lot. I love I live live it a lot. It. it sounds like she is... Like a magazine. Oh. Live L. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's right. <laughs> Thanks. I just decided. <laughs> she is a magazine and she donates to yeah. us. Yes, a magazine donates. Thank you, Liv. I was thinking of Liv like Liv Tyler, who was in the first Strangers Who Died. Wait, Liv Tyler died? Yeah, she was my character. Oh, but not the actress. Oh, no. Oh, I was really concerned. I'm for not just going to like throw that rumor around. I thought she died. Liv, are you there? Are you alive? Liv, is Tamara home? Is Liv home? Thank you for supporting us. People named Tamara have tweeted me and said, I'm home. They're like, I'm home. Stop asking. I don't fucking like it. <laughs> I love it. It's great. Thank you, Liv. <sighs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Liv. That's all I got to say. Oh, well, then let's get some fucking mood lighting going. Oh, well. It uh, is bright as the sun in here, Christine. Don't look at me like I'm your PA. <laughs> And then I get up and do it anyway. I was like, okay, chip, chop, chop. Also, while Christine's getting the lights, um, she also built shelves into our studio to hold all of the uh, the fan mail that we've gotten over time. The gifts. And uh, today I came up here and the shelf is literally ripped out of the wall that got power drilled in. And at first I was like, oh, that's definitely a ghost. And then we saw the screws that Christine used and they were like itty bitty so it was that's just... what came with it i don't know I well didn't... then we can blame ikea i guess yeah but it literally got there were four power drilled screws there wasn't anything that heavy on it and it got like ripped out of the wall yes and then m blade walt our ghost here and i was oh, like now don't... he's gonna get fan mail this is getting confusing <laughs> you're not we're... supposed to tell him the name of the ghost that lives here we already told them remember we said walt McEil, but then we found out his name's walt mcneil and how do we know that 
because we played Ouija board again. <laughs> uh, I hate myself. I've made such a such a devout promise to past me that I never would, and now you've gotten me to do it twice. And both times it was like long, excessive conversations, and I know it was a real conversation too because Christine was intentionally hiding information from me about things that she's experienced in the house alone mm-hmm. and then asked questions to see if the right answers. That was weird. I was like, what do you do sometimes? When, what do you say sometimes when I'm home? That was weird. And it's, and we, I had no idea. And it's spelled Gio's name, which is what sometimes I hear when I'm home. I hear somebody say Gio and I think Blaze and Alexander are calling him and nobody's home. And it spelled that out. And I was like, Oh my God. And then he said that he has a dog named Gabe, who was yeah. his best friend, and Gabe and Gio have apparently played with each other before. That's the creepy part, too. That was wild. He also said he's a vagabond. Yeah, we were like, what do you do for a living? And it was like, vagabond. And then we were like, why do you live in this house? And he literally said, why not? And that was kind of jolting to me. That was quite a sass, actually. He was like, why not? Oh, a couple times he did sass us. He just stopped spelling things and would just go to yes or no if we were talking over him. Sometimes he would literally go stop. And we'd be like, sorry. (laughs) He did talk uh, of all the things. You know, if you were to pass away today and someone offered a Ouija board to talk to you, what would be the one thing you would say or like make sure people knew about you and he spelt out on his own that he used to eat a lot of beans <laughs> and it's like well yeah you were a vagabond he said beans and gin yeah oh m- this is a funny fucking ghost guys because every time we said what's your favorite food he spelt gin he wrote gin and then we were like what's your other favorite food and i think he spelled like whiskey or yeah, something he said like liquor or something we were like that okay we'll just take that for what it is yep um yeah, that was funny. Anyway, so Walt, emblemed Walt. And I was like, Walt wouldn't tear our furniture out of the wall. Yeah, he would just be drinking gin. I think that's my fault that the furniture fell out of the wall. Although he did say he knows a lot about Christine, which was pretty terrifying. He, yeah, he, that was weird. We said, what do you know about Christine? Is and there, he said, a lot. Yeah, Actually, yeah, you said, is there anything you, or I said, is there anything you know about me? And he said, a lot. And I was like, fuck. He also died, he drowned somehow. But I think he was implying that he got drunk and ended up in water and couldn't like get out. Maybe. But he definitely said that he, um, like, we asked how he died, and it spelt out lots of water. That was creepy, too. That was creepy. It's creepy because we didn't know what it was saying, and then you piece the letters together, and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. It's just wild. Yeah. Anyway, But he did say he likes everyone in this house, so that's nice. That was positive. And then he also seemed very happy, and he said he doesn't, like, listen to us record the podcast. Oh, yeah. We said, do you listen to the podcast? And he said, no. (laughs) And then we were like, and then we said, like... Oh, and then without asking, he wrote how. Oh, yeah. And we were like, oh, yeah, he's like a vagabond from the 1800s. Of course, he doesn't fucking know what a podcast is. Yeah, we said, do you listen to podcasts? He said, no. And we said, why not? And he said, how? And we were like, oh. Fair. Good (laughs) point. Okay, fair. Good point. That was rude of us to assume. But then I love how we were like, so why why are you? Did you live here? No. Why are you here? Why Why not? not? I was like, whoa, (laughs) sorry. Anyway, so that was interesting. But he also traveled a lot because um, I know there's someone out there that's now like Ancestry.coming this right now. You got it. But so he's not actually from here. He was born in Alabama. Yeah. And then he spent some time in Georgia, but yeah. he would come out here seasonally to make yokes. Like, is that a thing? Yeah. Like, for like bulls and ox and cows or something like that. I mean, guys, but I, he this sounds so crazy, but like we got all of this information and like just sitting there asking. Yeah. Like, random. Questions. He said the best place he ever went was Georgia. He said and he loved I, Georgia. Oh, he did, didn't he? He was, he, I think he lived and died in Alabama. Yeah, he said he was born in Alabama. 
Anyway. And he said there was a lake there, and I think that's where he died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said he, he died. Said the well, lake. the first time we ever talked to him, he said lots of water, and then the second time we asked him again, like, "How did you die?" and he just spelled lake. And then we said, "Oh yeah, which lake?" and he basically just wrote lake again, like he didn't know. Yeah, he just. Said and lake. I'm sure it's not the same lake today as it was back then. Cause he died in like what 1937 or something. Yeah, it was a while ago. And he doesn't know what he also doesn't know when he was born. Oh, yeah. We yeah. asked, like, how old are you? And he just kind of gave a guesstimate of, like, 35 it or something. Like a range, sort of. Yeah. And we were like, do you, what year were you born? And he, like, it didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. We were like, do you not know? And he said no. Yeah, that was wild. So. So it sounds like Em had a good time, but that's just me. <sighs> anyway, Walt seems like a great guy, and I'm really happy to have him around because it seems like he likes to be here. Until he rips out our shelves. He didn't do he that. He didn't do it. Hopefully he's just drinking gin in the corner, not listening to our podcast. I assume, that, I mean, if I were a ghost, that's what I would be doing. Okay, but hopefully Gabe is, like, chilling with G right now. Remember that Remember that time you saw a dog? Yeah, but that was in the other apartment. Oh, yeah. Thank God. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if I saw well, Gabe? Well, now I just got, like, the chills. What if it, What if he was there, too? No. Oh, You don't think so, Don't right? do this. I don't want to think about it, Okay, actually. let's just move on. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. I am so thrilled that we are working with Fast Growing Trees. I spent about an hour and a half on the website trying to decide what I would love to order from their products. They have so many options and you can actually filter it by zones, by growing zones to make sure you know it'll work in your garden. Um, they have everything from massive privacy shrubs and trees to very, very specific flowers. I actually ended up ordering a lilac shrub for my garden. I recently discovered how much I love the smell of lilac and so I I thought, you know what? Perfect chance. Why don't I get some lilac growing in my yard? I think it's going to smell beautiful. And I also got my mom a little lavender plant as an Easter present. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code DRINK at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code DRINK at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code DRINK. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You know when you've got the holidays, the new year, and then all of a sudden it's sort of back to the grind, especially if you run a small business, it can be really hard to get back into the swing of things, but Stamps.com is here to make that a little bit easier for you. Stamps.com streamlines all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies. For 25 years now, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses, whether they're mailing out checks, invoices, legal documents, books, podcast branded koozies, maybe that's just us, or anything else. Get access to to the USPS and UPS mailing services you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. And with rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to, get this, 89% off USPS and UPS, how could you go wrong? We have loved Stamps.com for years, not quite 25, but since we started the podcast, which was 2017, and we could not get by without it. I remember there were days where we didn't have Stamps.com, those I call the dark ages, and I was hand shipping everything and driving it on my lunch break to the post office. It was all very hectic. Stamps.com, I do it straight from my house, and it makes my life a trillion times easier. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code 
code DRINK for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code DRINK. So this is a... uh, (laughs) That was quick. (laughs) uh, This is a story from the number one place that if we were to ever, ever, ever visit, not to do a, a live show or anything like that, but just like as and and that's why we drink team if we could go anywhere oh gosh dream place salem trust oh salem yeah yep i mean i would yes okay so this is in salem i still haven't been did you know that when we lived in boston i never oh, i went and it was i truly the best day of my life um, i remember when you went and i was just like i wish em and i were friends so i could go too i remember telling you about salem and i was like I don't know if I would ever even go with like, like I, <laughs> I would never go with this weird fucking girl. Well, I was like, I didn't know if you were, cause I was talking about like witch stuff and cause well, my stepmom's Wiccan. So I was buying, I went to a bunch of stores. I and remember I was about asking you 8,000 questions and you were like, do you, re- I remember you I saying, rem- I thought you were humoring me. So I was like, I don't know if you would want to go really, with me. You went, do you really want to know this? And I was like, cause I was asking about like your ghost hunting and your yeah. grandpa and your grandma. And I was like asking you a million questions. And then you were like, do you, is, do you really like care and i was like tell me the world i just well in my head i just remember being like i don't think we would go together because i think i would like freak you out with how excited i was and now what a what a world has changed now you're i'm like when do we fucking go you now we me? freak the world out with how excited we are okay so anyway this is salem massachusetts fuck yes um and it is the joshua ward house Ooh. someone out there now is screaming at excitement and that person is probably in Salem. Oh my god, I hear them. I think. I think I do. Guys, stop yelling. Deborah, can you quit? You have a really nasally high pitched scream. <laughs> I hope a man was screaming. <laughs> a man named Deborah. <laughs> okay, so um, Joshua Ward House is a very no, very well known haunted house in Salem. Uh, it's in the Townhouse Square, which is like basically like the hub of Salem, which I've been Does to. Does it look very like? old school yes it looks exactly like you want it to it looks exactly like you want it to let's do a live show there guys anyone in salem make that happen anyone in boston area i would kill to just do a whole tour in boston can we just go there for a while actually let's move back okay bye okay but only for a little bit um (laughs) okay (laughs) only for a tour and then we'll be back (laughs) when it gets cold again i'm coming back yeah we'll be there for the summers and come here for the winters Mm -hmm. i can get into that salem will be our vacation home I would kill to be a person that could vacay in Salem. We will be that. That will be our new goal. Okay. Vision board. Vision boarding it, everyone. Salem Beach House. Stop it. Don't, <laughs> don't you do that to me. Okay. This house, Joshua Ward House, is in Salem in Townhouse Square. Um, it was built in the mid-1780s. Holy cannoli. Everything in that area is so old i love it love it um it was built for a retired sea captain just like i imagined it would be named joshua ward perfect um it was such a like pretty beautiful elegant house at that time that even george washington stayed there while visiting in 1789 which was like i don't know during his presidency i just love how back then presidents would just kind of like bop around and like vacation can you imagine if barack came into this house and was like i heard you have a great podcast studio let's just waltz up there michelle and i are gonna spend a couple weeks here he's like get out the fine china (laughs) i'd be Uh, like oh my god i'm there in five minutes staying on your air mattress for a few days um so anyway oh god i thought about it 
It was a good time. What? In the world where that happens. That was a good time. Listen, if I could live in that world, I'd be there. Ugh. Maybe he'll come to our vacation home in Salem. Yeah. I mean, vision board. Um, that's the only solution. So in the late 19th century, um, this house also became an upscale hotel in honor of Washington being there. It became named the Washington Hotel. Go figure. Wow. In the 20th century, a commercial building was built on the yard in front of the house. So, like, mm-hmm. it's now a hotel, and now there's a building in front of it, okay. on it on the front yard. And in the 1970s, a developer decided that they wanted to tear down the actual mansion and build another building there. Okay. And I guess that proposal was turned down because they knew that this house was going to somehow be, like, a historical landmark, or maybe it already was, or Washington said no. I don't know how it worked back then. Right. And the Washington said no. And so that ended up the original building, the Joshua Ward house stayed, but the building in front of it that got built on the front yard ended up getting torn down. Okay. So that was a whole lot of money gone for nothing, I think. Yeah, that's kind of weird. So I think so. So the fun fact, I guess, the building is now a bunch of business offices. The Joshua Ward building? Yes. Oh. Um, and it's really haunted. Oh yeah. Wow. Can you imagine working there? Oh no. I picture it as like a little real estate office or like a travel agency or something. It's like a bunch of offices rent out the space, I think. Mm. Cause there's like a realty company in there. There's like a, like a book printing company and like a book publishing company in there. Um, <clears throat> so on this land, uh, so not the actual house cause it was built in the 1780s, but a house used to stand there, um, on the same land before that house was built. Before that house, okay. Before the Joshua Ward house oh, wow. was built, there was another house there. Earlier than the mid-1780s. Wow. Which, as an American, that's like four years. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. really old. Um, What's four years? The country. Oh, old. Okay, yeah. I understand what you're saying. Um, so, on the land, this was also where Sheriff George Corwin had his house... Um, in the 1680s, so 100 years before that. Wow, whoa, whoa. Um, so 1680s was just before the witch hunt. Oh, shit. Yeah, moment of silence. For real. <sighs> okay, so. Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Someone so- emailed and said that that was actually a great reference. Oh, good. For beginner Wiccans, just saying. Good to know. So If you are a beginner Wiccan, go Wicca there. how? No, Wikipedia. I'm sorry. Wikipedia. The book, Wikipedia. Yeah. yeah. So. I trademarked wikahow.com. Oh. Trademark. Wikahow. Copyright. Wicka, wicka. So <laughs> uh, on on this land, so Sheriff George Corwin, um, his house was here, also um, a jail. So, <laughs> of course it was. And Sheriff Corwin was nicknamed the Strangler. Oh, God. Because. He was involved in interrogating the suspected witches and warlocks during the Salem witch trials. Fuck. And uh, he was in charge of getting a plea out of them for Shit. innocent or guilty. And I'm sure in the 1600s there wasn't a lot of like humane treatment. Torture for... rules, right? Yeah. So. The Strangler just happened to be a fun nickname they threw around. I'm right. Sure. He actually just like, you know schmoozed and boozed with them but the strangler he had really great verbal abilities yep (laughs) (laughs) 
he um was known to can you believe it strangle oh um you don't say he executed 19 men and women whole wait by strangling no or that was just part of his torture thing that was just like a that was like a was like a, a fun thing and then like torture du jour oh, sure 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 um torture du jour so sheriff corwin uh one of his favorite methods was to tie a person's neck to their ankles excuse me until blood came out of their nose <gasps> what until like their eyes bulged and blood Wait, came out i don't of understand either. so like it would just tighten it or it would just like he was like basically bending them over so their their ass is in the air <gasps> ass up neck tied at the ankles which by the way i can't fucking bend that way i can't even touch my own toes so I, <laughs> sorry genetics but i 23 me I mean, you are so wrong <laughs> for my intense athleticism <laughs> i can't even like barely t- look no, at my own knees me so but they would like chain their neck on one end chain their ankle on the other and then like and get then it tighter tight. and tighter oh, and then they, they would tighten it like gravity would like since you're upside down gravity would have blood rushing to your head that makes me so upset until your eyes were bulging and blood was coming out of a, oh. an orifice um oh, no so what I don't know why they called him the strangler when that was like the choice. I mean, maybe he just method. like the, the chain around the neck. Maybe, he, maybe, or maybe he strangled afterwards. Maybe he was like a cat with a mouse and just like to like fucking oh. torture at first. Or maybe like strangled them to get them to like admit things, <sighs> you know, maybe it's all bad. Either way, he fucking did something with their necks and it's terrible. He, it was also, um, another very common way of getting answers out of these, suspected witches or warlocks um was they would be pressed no i don't like that shit i don't like that medieval torture shit so we'll talk about that in a second fabulous um i will say that sheriff george corwin i mean it's 2018 and he was around the 1680s so like he's dead but oh um, shit, he didn't last as long as we thought (laughs) but no but no live tyler apparently (laughs) (laughs) but so um when he was buried, he actually had to be buried in his own basement huh? because his family was afraid that his body would get dismembered by an un- like a pissed off crowd for the shit that he did. Whoa. So they were like, we got to hide this body in his own house. So it doesn't get, whatchamacallit, mangled. Yeah, whatever. So apparently his grave uh, has been moved to Broad Street Cemetery, although there's rumors that he's still buried under the ground of the joshua ward house oh so they think they just like like built on top of the house after it got demolished and pretended they moved the grave yeah or some it people, just might be a rumor i mean it's just like one of two things happened and i don't know which one mm. all right so that is the end of the history okay um here are there are three ghosts <clears throat> two of them are um alleged witches and or warlocks that probably perished in this house because this is where he also did a lot of his torturing because he could like right since it was next to the jail he could bring people into his house and How make like a little up. torture dungeon it was really fucked up it's not like a criminal minds episode mm-hmm. so wait so okay so but he lived there before the joshua like really a long time ago yeah okay. in the 1680s and wow. the house was built in the 1780s okay so this is like pre-joshua ward yes okay but now the joshua ward house is what sits on top of this land that's now all tainted right. with ghosts so now it's still haunted okay 
So um, the first ghost is the entity of a woman in black who has, quote, rather wild hair, <laughs> which is what everyone has, I think, Same in the morning. Girl. Um, thought to be one of the victims killed during the trials. Awful. And her apparition apparently roams the hallways. And you can hear her shriek in the middle of the night. <gasps> oh, that's, no. That just gave me, like, neck chills. <laughs> the worst kind. Which are the creepiest. The, quote, lady in black. She is seen to have a distorted face, long, unkept hair, and a tattered, old-fashioned black dress. No. Um, former employees, so, like, people who have worked in this house in the last several hundred years... Um, there's records of multiple former employees saying that they would be sitting alone in this building after hours and they would definitely feel like someone was with them <sighs> or breathing over their shoulder oh, or staring very intently into their face at whatever they were doing. Um, staring to their face. Which I've felt before many times and it's not a good feeling. I was about to say, it makes me think of your story and it gives me a lump in my throat just the yes. thought. Um, people uh, that worked there say that they would look into the hallway like something would catch the corner of their eye and they would see a shadowy figure glide past and then they would shake it off as if it was just late and they were tired and were seeing things and as they would look back towards their book or their computer she would be right there <gasps> staring at them so it's basically a horror movie yes oh no many um visitors and employees have said that they feel sick as soon as they walk into the building and they can feel dread and fear wow um which I thought like maybe, oh, fear in that they're afraid of the ghost or the ghost wants them to feel afraid of them. But uh, other people are saying that they didn't feel afraid of the ghost. They felt like they could empathically feel the fear like of the ghost fear or the, the, the people before they turned oh, into ghosts. Like fucked up. They could they could feel the last emotions that they felt before they died. Right. So like when people feel the sadness of an energy of a place, it's like, the fear. yeah, oh, how awful. Um, so part of this building is now a realty company hey i called that earlier yeah wow good for me <laughs> brava it's the do you want to call the rest of the story yeah no you don't so i'm feeling like <laughs> <laughs> so um one of the pictures that are okay so they were taking pictures for like a marketing campaign for the realty company and they're taking pictures of all their employees and they tried to take a picture of this one girl and she didn't even show up on no. the film. Instead, it was entirely blacked out, and there was, quote, the lady in black standing in one of the hallways. What do you mean it was blacked out? Like I'll show you. What, you have the photo? Oh, God. Google does. Okay, what did you search? Joshua Ward House lady in black photo. Okay, let me see it. Pretty straightforward. Shit you not. I'm scared. <laughs> Holy crap. Holy crap do you know what that looks like to me uh a woman in the 80s that that hair saved by the bell in a band <laughs> it actually to me honestly looks like one of those german characters that they tell children is going to <laughs> chop off your fingers if you don't follow the rules it looks she looks Actually, can I show you? And also, this that was a black and white, but this was a this is a colorist. That was actually the publicity Jesus picture. <laughs> That's horrible. And um, I'm going to show you something called Struvelpeter. Okay. Okay, you mean the lady in black in the Joshua Ward house? Yeah, I'm going to show you Struvelpeter, and you tell me if this does or does not look like this is a character that my like my grandparents had all the children's books to. 
all the way down to the hair and the fingers. Oh, wow. And see his nails. So he would like, he would like murder children. Fucking Germany. What is wrong with you guys? So much. I always used to hear these rumors about Germany being like psychos with their kids. Here's a picture. What he did was, this is in a children's (gasps) book. He would cut off your fingers. Do you see that photo? That's like an actual drawing from the book. I'm also very excited about that little kid's pose. Like, who can balance on one tippy toe like that? Brave. Someone whose fingers are being chopped off with a garden I mean, shear. I guess you can look any way you want when you're in a lot of pain. But Guys, look up Schwulpeta, S-T-R-U-W-W-E-L, and then Peter. Uh, my dad had all the books, and he's like, they're great children's books. And I was like, four. And Germans are traumatized. I'm like, no wonder y'all have so many issues. I used to think that Krampus was a myth that, like... I used to hear, like, German parents tell this to their kids. And I was like, no one is that Looney Tunes. Oh, man. And then you just show me every... And then, like, those little elf things that I told one time. Oh, yeah. But that I'm was... like, what the fuck is going on with Germany? That was Germany? Germany. That was a different... That country. was Iceland. That was Iceland. Also, this one is, an, is a good story about a hunter with a rabbit. And then the rabbit comes with a gun and shoots the hunter. Okay, but that is a topical story. <laughs> that was actually PETA's children's book. It, it was actually a dentist and an elephant or something like that. <laughs> dentist and a lion um anyway point being that ghost literally just brought back horrific child memories that's how you know it's scary when a german is afraid when a german is scared from their childhood that's how you know you're really (laughs) triggering um okay so google that both google the fucking witch photo whatever that's do a side by side (laughs) um so that picture was taken Yeah, it was. Then in 1981, or this was actually a little before, I guess. In 1981, Richard Carlson bought it and turned it into a bunch of offices, hence the realty business gotcha. and a couple other things. But So the photo was taken like on film, though, so it wasn't even yeah, like Yeah, it was taken like in the 80s. Wow, okay. Um, so, but he does claim that not only, like that picture is the most famous thing that's happened in the house in recent decades. Mm-hmm. But he does say that the burglar alarms would also go off. He said like 200 times in one year. What? People had to wake up in the middle of the night to go to the building to turn off the alarms. I would just like let people break in at that Disable point. Disable the fucking alarm. <laughs> like whatever. Have whatever you want. Um, another odd incident was, I guess, Richard Carlson, the guy that owned the building. He was looking for um, a form that he was being asked for by a customer and he couldn't find it and then the storage closet opened by itself (laughs) and the exact document floated out of the storage closet and landed in front of his feet walt if you could do that for me that would be great (laughs) well if you could do that with a hundred dollar bill you just (laughs) let me know well i'm missing a hundred dollar bill actually and also please stop tearing down the shelves and just help me find money Oh, maybe he was helping you find money. Maybe you thought it was behind the shelf. I mean, he's probably just looking for it. He's like, I've got my gin. What more do you want? <laughs> um, so, so back to that picture. Uh, a lot of people do say that they think it's a woman from the witch trials because anyone that sees it does say that she looks like the archetypal image of a witch. Uh... Which I know is a stereotype, everyone, but she looks a little stereotypical but what do you think they were doing back then they were stereotyping people and then fucking murdering okay them. valid she looks like someone that they probably went after which is not fair right targeted so another thing about this photo that i keep like delaying to keep talking about how she looked and how scary it was um while the realtor was on the phone before taking this picture 
um, his assistant happened to look down the hall and into another open room and saw that woman sitting in a chair <sighs> and wearing a long gray dress and then went down to look at her feet and her feet were not there. You could see like her calves like fading away. Ew. And then she went to double take and the woman was in the middle of fading away. No. Like not not in a normal like, oh, you saw someone, then you look and now it's gone and that was a ghost. But like saw her in the process of leaving. So it was like a dial up internet connection where it was like we're just yes. slowly fading. Actually it's just the spirit of AOL. <laughs> America online. <laughs> I'm always crazy. Shut uh, up. Rice pudding nine. <laughs> <laughs> Enough. So another um, entity is of Sheriff Corwin himself. Oh, shit. So uh, they think that the more violent things that happen in the house are because of him. So trash cans are found overturned. Books are pulled off the shelves in front of people. Rooms are found totally cluttered and messy after they've just been cleaned. Like you can clean it, close the door, open the door, and it's totally messy like you never cleaned it. That would piss like me off. Like an instant kind of thing. Not That would piss me off to no end. That's a glitch in the matrix if I ever saw one. For sure. Close the door, open the door. It's a totally different state. So there are also cold spots, go figure. And an old man has been seen sitting in a rocking chair by a fireplace. And then when you turn around, him and the rocking chair are gone. Oh, shit. Um, So back in the 1980s, people reported feeling choked by an unseen entity. And often during the anniversary of the witch trials, people feel like they're being attacked or someone's trying to scratch them. Um, candles are also taken out, like the wax is taken out of the holder and bent into weird shapes. What? So there was one situation where an employee had two candlesticks on the fireplace in her office. And when she went to go unlock the office, um, like all the rooms that morning, she knows that the candlesticks were turned upside down on the mantle. Oh God, no, no. And the candles themselves, the wax was actually on the floor it's so like the the holders, the candle holders no. are upside down on the mantle. The wax is separated from the holder on the floor, and one was bent into an S shape no. for Sheriff, and the other had been bent into a boomerang shape, and she was the one to close and open, like close the night before and open, so no one should have been in there since then, and we all know the fucking burglar alarm works. Jesus. So it's like someone is manipulating the candles. What's S and boomerang shape? Like, it looked like it was in the shape of an S, and the other was, like, in the shape of, like, a... Oh, but it didn't, like, like stand for anything. I don't think. I mean, I'm just assuming the S stood for Sheriff. Or it was just fucking with the wax. Or it was just fucking with it and it looked like an S. How creepy, dude. But so it was just, like... The fact... It's not even that the wax was manipulated, but it was literally clean taken off of the holder, and the holders were upside down. That's giving me, like... And then the wax was in another part of the room. Just the fact that they're like, oh, and we're not just going to take the wax. We're also going to flip these over so that you know yeah. it was done on purpose. So then um, the how? So, OK, in Salem, the first paranormal investigative team is known as Spellbound. Mm. Love it. So there's an organization called Spellbound and the Joshua Ward house was the site of one of their first paranormal investigations. Nice. So they actually started in that house before they grew and were able to look at other places. And two of the investigators were checking out one of the um one of the rooms in the house they separated and while one was setting up equipment realized that a lot of time had passed without hearing from the other so she went to go look for robert who was her um co-worker and she couldn't find him anywhere and went down to the basement and found him in a fetal position <gasps> and you she could see handprints <gasps> around his neck 
and you could tell he was trying to scream, but something was holding his windpipe. Oh. So he was, you could tell he had been trying to scream for her, but couldn't. And she could see actual hand like dents in his neck, like something was holding him. Tell me he quit and. Oh, that was his last investigation. It was? Yeah. Okay. Cause like. But she fuck. saw his neck. She saw like the imprint of a hand on his neck. And then after she like shook him and like pulled him away from like that part of the room, she could see immediate bruising <gasps> that was, um, what was it? Massive bruising that was consistent to violent strangling. Um, he says that he felt something hit him in the back of the head. And all of a sudden before he could like scream for her name for help, he started getting choked and he like was about to black out. And then she walked downstairs. I mean, that's really scary. That's like a level of like, oh, yeah. True crime level. That's yeah. not even ghosty. That's like our stories combined. Yeah. So and neither at the time, because this was their first investigation and. Usually what you do as an investigator is you try to go into a house without any information because you don't want to be biased. Sure. And so neither of them actually knew that one of his methods of torture was strangling. Oh. Like they didn't know his nickname was the strangler. Nothing. I mean, they couldn't kill him, right? Like <laughs> no. those can't kill him, right? I don't know. He was blacking out, though. But that's what I mean. Like it couldn't have ki- like, I don't know. My thought is always like a ghost can't stab you. But if they're able to throw a knife across the room into you. You know what I mean? So do you think that happens? Like, I don't think it goes reported because how do you explain that? Right. Wow. Okay. That really freaks me out. Maybe in like Area 51. Okay. I don't know. It just happens there. Okay. (laughs) I can live with that. So the Spellbound organization, their founder named Molly also had an encounter there where she actually is one of the pioneers in EVPs, um, electronic voice phenomenon. But back in the day when she started, it was all on analog tape, not digital. So it actually made for better quality and like you, could, you couldn't edit it because it right, was analog. Right, right. So what you were getting was the real deal. Like no one had played around Tampered. with it. And so one time she was alone in the house setting up a recording device and she played back the tape when she got home and underneath, underneath it, she could hear a bunch of growling and then like five minutes of silence. Like not, you couldn't even hear like ambient sounds of her walking around just heard silence so she thought the tape something had gone wrong and immediately as she went to go check the tape which was probably just like a convenience thing like a like interesting how that i don't know there was silence and when she went to go grab the tape she heard clear as day i just want to keep you huh and apparently like the voice was distinct clear no ambient sounds no growling nothing no background distortion it was just one of the clearest moments convincing examples of evp that she's ever found and that has ever been recorded and still exists what have you heard it i haven't you want to look for it uh if i find it i'll put someone else find it i'll put it right here if i find it spooky shit right or not if we didn't find it (laughs) so um okay so the last uh spirit um, this is the second, because the first one we think was an alleged witch mm. who was a victim <clears throat> on the land. Right. Um, and this is the other victim okay. from the land. His name was, I'm going to fuck it up, G-I-L-E-S, Gilles? Giles. Giles? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I know a Giles. Okay, we're going to call him Giles then. Um, Giles Corey. Okay. Um, he was a man that was falsely accused of being a warlock. And he was tortured and killed. Wow. It's interesting you don't really hear much about that, like the male yeah. side of that. Whole thing. Well, most of them were women. Right. 
And um, I don't think I even realized that there were like men involved, too. Well, one of the fun things about Salem, especially when I went during Halloween, which is the only time you should really go if you want like a festivus for the rest of us, <laughs> they uh, they have reenactments at every single house of what happened to like the most Holy famous. Holy crap. Christine. It is a fucking whirlwind. Why am I not there right now? Why? How about this? How about one day, instead of like a bar crawl, we just go to Salem and have everyone do a witch trial crawl with us, crawl. where we go to every reenactment and then have a moment of silence, of course, because we're doing this respectfully. Right, this is not about, right. But also we can like then go to stone shops and ghost shops and have a good time. M. I'm literally, I could be a tour manager with ideas like that. I'm scream right now. I want to go so badly. Anyone let me know what the best milkshake in Salem me. is and I'll lose my fucking mind. Help us get there. Help us get to Salem. You can donate to our Patreon <laughs> at patreon.com slash ATWWD podcast. Um, Tax deductible. Just kidding. It's not. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, okay. So Giles Corey, he was falsely accused for being a warlock and uh, he refused to plead guilty or innocent because uh, he was trying to take advantage of a legal tactic slash loophole known as standing mute where if you refuse to enter a plea your case cannot continue whoa so like plead the fifth to the extreme yeah okay and so even during his trial though like this is how ignorant these fucking people were during his trial the judges had to tie his hands behind him to prevent him from practicing witchcraft in the courtroom (laughs) come on they really thought like they could blame i mean it's such a bullshit thing they can blame everything on witchcraft they really just thought like oh he could blink and we're dead yeah and or somebody like the only reason he wants to kill you is because you're trying to kill him if you were just fucking nice like someone would testify on their behalf and they'd be like oh it's only because he used witchcraft to make him do it it's like yeah but that doesn't work he refused to plead because he thought he would stall his trial that way and kind of i mean it is smart but very smart his thought was if he stalled the trial long enough he could wait out the witch hysteria oh god he was like if i just hold on a little longer if maybe this will end they'll all be logical by the end so of course they didn't care what his opinion was and decided just guilty until proven guilty apparently so How fucking awful they he was pressed no which is where they drag the prisoner out into the middle of nowhere. Francisca? Sorry. Francisca, stop listening. My little sister, I don't want her to hear that. Okay, go on. If you're under the age of like 18, <laughs> stop listening. Okay, tell your sister, just press like the forward 15 button like five times. Okay, go on. Um, So they would walk you out into the middle of nowhere. They would have you dig your own grave, throw you into the grave, and then they would throw a board on top of you where they began to place very heavy stones on your body. Until you were slowly crushed, is the thought. What is wrong with humans? What's wrong with bad humans? Let's start there. With sick humans. Sick in the fucking head. So, for a period of days, heavy stones were slammed on top of his body. What? In- days? Days. Because they do it slow enough to torture you. Oh, so it's like you just feel like it's like you're always slightly uncomfortable you and then it gets worse and worse. Can't breathe like more and more and more. Yes. Oh my God. Oh, my God. So for a period of days, they were slamming stones onto the board on top of him. And they kept saying, like, how do you plead? How do you plead? And he wouldn't do anything. But if he started like hurting and gasping for breath, his tongue started sticking out of his mouth and they would smack it with a cane to oh. keep it back in his mouth. Like if you're not going to say anything, then keep your mouth closed. 
What? With a cane? Yeah, they would like, like, what's wrong? Whip it. They would like whip his tongue. What the fuck? So then, because he was uh, gonna die a legend, and he knew he was gonna die because he wasn't gonna do anything, he wasn't gonna say guilty or innocent, he kept, all he would say is add more weight. Whoa. And so Corwin was getting really pissed and started finding heavier, heavier rocks to throw on him harder and harder. And right before his ribs eventually gave in and he died, <sighs> Giles screamed, damn you, Sheriff Corwin. I curse you in all of Salem. Whoa. So whether Whoa. or not he was a warlock, he did use his last words to curse him. And it kind of worked. I don't think you have to be a warlock to maybe to you just really... have to have the energy if a vision board fucking works i think a uh-huh a curse by murder or yeah. by death torture works too so um unexpectedly very soon after corwin died of a heart attack at age 30 30 which by the way yeah this whole time First i thought all, he was like a fucking 57 year old man he's, he's 30 a years millennial old. of the yeah 1600s he was like still at the age that people made fun of him for not really growing up and still living in his mom's basement and like maybe his acne's not fully gone and like maybe thinking of starting a podcast Oh my God, what a loser. And so uh, he died very unexpectedly. Wow, that's crazy. Um, and he did not exhibit any signs of ill health before he I died. I guess that proves my point about if ghosts can kill you, you know? There you go. And so legend has it that Giles not only cursed Corwin, but every Salem sheriff since <gasps> 1692. Whoa. So in the 70s, after Salem Cahill... After Salem Sheriff Cahill was forced to retire, um, he was forced to retire because he had a stroke. All these, uh, it looks, if you look through the whole line, um, I would say, I don't, I don't want to give an exact number, but a very weird amount of sheriffs in Salem since then all die or become creepily ill. Oh, God. Unexpectedly for no reason at young ages. That is bizarre. Like a weird amount. That's bizarre. Um, so... Sheriff Cahill had a stroke, heart attack, and rare blood condition all at the same time. What? Out of nowhere. Like, woke up one day and this was all happening. Um, About 300 years later, in 1978, Robert Cahill, well in office, suffered a rare blood disease, heart attack, and stroke. Oh, in 78, so we're like modern day now. Yeah, about 300 years later. Holy. So it's happening up until now. Up in, like, this was also happening in between that time. Wow. But 300 years later, it's still happening. Okay. Um... So, but his was interesting because it was a trifecta. I didn't want to like do too many of these, but there's, there was a lot. Yeah. Um, so he was forced to retire and they literally said you have to retire before he kills you. Like before Giles kills you. Cause it's still like a thing in Salem that like, if you're a sheriff, like look out, you might die for no reason out of nowhere. Like you've got to know what you're signing up for. Yeah. And so when all three of those things happen, they're like, you have to retire and they forced him to retire wow so he that that one uh sheriff cahill he currently lives in florida and notes that the sheriff before him contracted a serious blood ailment while in office he in turn had inherited the post from his father so his father was also a sheriff and he died of a heart attack while serving a sheriff holy and the previous sheriff before that suffered heart problems and so um one of the um one of the like Uh, millions of sheriffs it seems that's been interviewed about this has said as far back as we can trace and the two men who have followed me have all had an awful lot of trouble um so 
So the, a sheriff himself said that. A sheriff himself said that after having retired and two other sheriffs had taken his place and had wow. also had heart problems. So Cahill believed that um, he believed that when the sheriff's office was moved from Salem to the new prison in Middleton, um, it broke the curse in 1991. So ever since 1991, when they moved jails, wow, okay, sheriffs are no longer being diagnosed with heart conditions or blood ailments. Wow, okay. Since the move in 1991, no sheriffs have been sick or died unexpectedly. What? So all of a sudden, it so just stopped. So literally, sent from 1691 Jeez. or 1692 to 1991-92. Literally 300 years. So what's even weirder is that it just stopped. Yeah. Like that's... Even... And what's weird is that they had 300 years to like move places and no one did. That's also weird, but I guess people are stubborn. But anyway, in 1711, um, this is the last thing I have to say, but just in case anyone was wondering, in 1711, the Massachusetts legislature passed a bill clearing the names of the accused witches, including Giles and uh his <gasps> wife martha fascinating and paid restitution for their imprisonment and deaths whoa so whoa 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 whoa, whoa. i'm glad they at least eventually so that's the stuff to something i mean god that's and the stuff on Giles's that poor wife martha poor martha poor martha 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 <laughs> that's so sad okay wow that was a doozy that might have been one of my favorites so far, I gotta tell you. Yeah? Yeah. Well, that's because Salem is the fucking best. I am now... Salem is the ghost Canada of America. <laughs> yep, that's what they call it. <laughs> that's what they say. That's what the postcards all say. <laughs> I am now highly invested in going there. Well, yeah. Very amazing. i just mad at myself that I lived in Boston for a year and a half and never went. I'd be mad, too. But I don't know who I would have gone with, like... We weren't friends. We literally weren't friends. If we were friends, we would have gone every weekend. Oh, it was literally just a train ride. Most definitely. I it just like to know. Literally just a train ride. Well, I just remember you going and being like, oh, I wish I was able to go. Like, Imagine if you just said, hey, do you want to like go to Salem again with me? I would have been like, fuck yeah. I know, but we just wouldn't have even had that conversation, you know? I know. Maybe then you would have been like, do you listen to podcasts? <laughs> we could have started this so much longer ago if you just opened your mouth, Christine. Hey, you were the one who knew about Salem. You should have told me. I, I thought you I thought you would think I was weird. Things worked out. It's fine. Let's not get hung up on the details. <laughs> the past is the past. The past is the past. Que <laughs> <laughs> By now, you've probably heard about Burrow, a new kind of furniture company known for timeless designs, durable materials, and details that make life in your space easier. Last year, they brought their expertise outside with the launch of their outdoor line, which I love, and now they're adding more must-have pieces to the collection. For example, Dunes offers seating, dining, and lounger options, while Scout is a new folding chair upholstered in a chic woven fabric. And I think I'm going to get two of those for the balcony. Blaze and I love to sit out there in the evenings after Leona goes to bed. And I love the idea of having a good-looking but also extremely useful and comfy place to sit outside. Made of durable materials made for all seasons, weather-resistant teak, stainless alloy, and quick-dry stain-resistant and cushions with easy assembly and disassembly. This is the perfect thing for your outdoor space. They also just launched a new standing desk, co-pilot with adjustable height, a durable scratch-resistant body with built-in storage to make working at home easier than ever. I'm in the market for a new desk, um, so this is definitely going to be my next bookmark. And of course, there's Burroughs Legacy seating collections like the Nomad and Range, now available in new colors. And Em and I, that's like the only piece of furniture I think we actually share is our Burrow sofa in the podcast department. Love that thing. And that's why we drink list 
listeners can get 15% off their first order at burrow.com slash drink. That's burrow, B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash drink for 15% off. Burrow.com slash drink. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Juni, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues, and Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right. I'm buckled. Buckle, buckle, buckle. For a real ride. Now, this is a fun one. Oh, man. I love a good fun death. You see the glint in my eye. I can't wait. Tell me. So, this is my revenge um, for the creepypasta you did two episodes ago. That really fucked with my head about the Russian sleep experiment. (laughs) Yeah. But now I'm doing a creepypasta that is also a true crime because, hell yeah. Because we can both have our own way. Because I can do it ever the fuck i want (laughs) uh this has been suggested over and over again and i searched in our email for this term and it just came up so many times and on twitter and i was like okay people Mm want to hear this so i don't have a list of everyone i apologize but it's a it's a big one Mm -hmm. do you have any guesses yeah but i'm gonna be mad if it's the one that i wanted to do i know you probably will be just say it it's slender man yeah that's okay but That's okay. I'm very but, excited. But it's fictional. There's nothing. And it is more true crime for sure. And there's nothing like actually, like it's very verifiably fiction. I know. But I do love a good Slenderman story. So hit me with Slenderman. the facts. It's fun. It's fun times. Here we go. Okay. Slenderman. The Slenderman, a.k.a. Slenderman, one word. So a lot of this info I got from an article on the, something called the Daily. Oh, it was uh, the New Yorker has like a crime thing crime segment i guess called the daily intelligencer and they went deep like like pages and pages of information weird okay like they got like some details that i just could not even find anywhere else and i nice so a lot of information i got from there um slender man i'm gonna start with the legend of slender man so as i said slender man is a creepy pasta and is arguably the, the most, most famous. The most famous, um, most notorious creepypasta. And if you guys are like, what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> noodles for? A creepypasta <laughs> is like, okay, this is what Wikipedia, our good friend, tells tells us is the definition. Mm-hmm. Creepypastas are horror-related legends or images that have been copy and pasted around the internet 
These internet entries are often brief, user-generated paranormal stories intended to scare readers. So it's like a fictional horror story that's meant to look like folklore, like look like it's real. Yeah. It's and- supposed to use like old uh, old pictures and old references and everything. It's supposed to be as authentic as possible right. for a fake story. So you can't really gauge the difference between and- real and Fake. And the notion, like the idea, is that you suspend your belief. Like it's it's like mm-hmm. a really good horror movie where it doesn't look fake and cheesy. Like you're supposed to, you understand rationally that it's not real, but you're supposed to suspend your belief and play along, sort of. Yeah, and it's just like if you're really tired, because I like to torture myself. <laughs> like we are always. <laughs> well, I like to torture myself, and when I'm tired, the way I make myself fall asleep is I read really fucked up stories. But so I like wean myself into that in college when I would read creepy pastas to fall asleep because it's like they're logically your head they're logically not right but if you're tired enough like you can kind of get yourself to believe them and it actually makes you think like are you really sure this is a creepypasta or is this like an actual story that got posted on creepypasta to make you think it's not real but it is and the internet's obviously really good for that because they i mean you can people are very talented and can fake photos and articles and yeah great writers and it's just really amazing what people can come up with so Slender Man was created um, as a meme, believe it or not, by Eric Knudsen and his uh, pen name or whatever you want to call it, screen name, was uh, Rice Pudding 9. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. I was wondering. <laughs> it was Victor Surge. Oh, okay. I mean, not as cool as Rice Pudding, but it's fine. I bet, I bet he's always crazy. <laughs> 444. You know what? Um <laughs> What were you like, Pac Sun dude or something? No, I was I was a really stupid one. I will preface it with it was one of those like generated ones online. Oh come on, you didn't come up with your own? I tried to, but I was also like eleven. <laughs> so were so was everyone. I don't know. I it was I'm gonna wait for you to drink. Lefty sponge. <laughs> Because on the tennis team, I was like, my nickname on the tennis team had was Lefty for several years because I was the only left-handed one. Right. And my coach like didn't care to know our real names and just knew I was the only Lefty, so just called me <laughs> Lefty. And I was obsessed with SpongeBob, so I typed in Lefty and SpongeBob, and then at the time it would just like generate options lefty for you. Lefty Sponge. I came you up were with like, Lefty Sponge. That's brilliant. I even knew it was lame then, and I was like, whatever, I don't care. I just want to be able to instant message my friends. I tried to come up with a cool one, and it was pink crayon, and then I was like, it was because I was looking at a pink crayon. Guys, Deirdre's um, screen name was literally spelt the right way. Tell me, Mountain Dew. No way. And so now, like, when you think about it in hindsight, like, Mountain Dew could have, like, bought that from her real quick. Or, or AIM could have, like, just kicked her off. Wow. But it was, like, literally just the soda Mountain Dew. Spelled the right way. pretty legit. That means she was an OG a- aim She sniffed out a instant messenger before even soda companies did. Good times. Imagine knowing something before Coca-Cola. It's amazing. Wow. Wow. Good job, Deirdre. I can't imagine that. Deirdre, you are a champion. <laughs> So anyway, Slender Man. So Eric Knudsen, a.k.a. Victor Surge, a.k.a. Dr. Pepper, whatever the hell Mountain Dew. I don't, I don't know. He was actually uh, Orbit. Do you remember <laughs> that shitty soda? He was. No. Oh, that was Isn't gross. That a gum? Well, yes, but it was also a soda. Maybe his name was like Crystal Pepsi or something. Remember that gum that like, I mean, not that gum, that candy that was like literal liquid high fructose corn syrup. What was That's that? all of them. 
I know, but it was just like gel, and you would just like eat it. I used to buy a Blockbuster. I'm trying to remember. God, I sound like the most 90s. My favorite one, it wasn't baby bottle pop, but it was basically baby bottle pop, but it was paintbrushes. So you feel like you were graffitiing your tongue. That was the best one. That one got me Dip it and paint your tongue. And I was only allowed to have it twice in my life. And both times my mother was like, that is too much sugar I think I think I had it maybe twice too. And it was like a birthday or something. I also, to this day, love and cannot find the green apple lollipops covered in caramel. Wait, those are so good. I don't have those anymore. I could never, the only time I ever, ever had them was in fifth grade. Our math teacher would give them to us during quizzes. Our PO box is 1920 Hillhurst Avenue. <laughs> if you know where to find those. I know they come in like a white packaging with like purple on them or something. I'm like going off of my 10 year old memory. Like Brock's or whatever. I think they sell them at CVS. Whatever. I'll look. But also I remember now they, it came in a tube, like a giant tube, like toothpaste. And it was just sugar gel. Like a syringe or something? No, it was like a tube and you would like squeeze out sugar on you it's I, oh i do remember that but i also knew back then that was disgusting. i think in a year and my friend would like bring it on the bus and like squeeze it onto people's feet it was disgusting no it's so gross anyway okay so slender man <laughs> anyway well I, I will happening? say real quick i did love a good shock tart uh my brother swallowed a shock tart on the bus and ended up in the emergency room it's fine okay good uh i did like a good shock tart too actually I, I still too. really like a good shock tart. I think I do as well, as well as a, a an apple, a sour apple, big league chew. So good. Nailed it. My brother's going to use that as an excuse to come back on the show, I just realized. Gross. I okay, great. Move life. on, move on, move on. So, Victor Surge created Slenderman in 2009 on a comedy website called Something Awful. So, there was a contest being held, and it was basically like, post a photo that's like the creepiest photoshop or whatever that you can for so, comedy yeah it was sort of like one of those early like blogs forum websites gotcha. where everything was kind of covered and people would just go on and like find their niche got it um and he basically posted this like it was a thread it was a photoshop contest and users were challenged to edit oh edit like a normal photograph to appear paranormal so oh, it's like okay. a fun like contest right, right? so he uh victor surge added two black and white images of groups of children that were real photos like old-timey black and white photos and then he added this image of this tall slender long-armed man to the images and posted them as part of the contest it was a man wearing um a black suit and he supplemented the submission of his photos with actual text supposedly from witnesses so this is where the creepypasta like gotcha authenticity comes in and um the text described the abductions of the groups of children in the photos and uh named the character the slender man also Um, did he was his face the situation it's in now what what's the situation like he doesn't have one yeah he's like faceless okay that was not mentioned in your he's wearing a I'm, suit. I'm getting there oh okay yeah, yeah no worries i know I, if he had a face currently i have a full description of of his full bodily love it persona. i love bodily yeah. things about him you gotta know about the bodily things <laughs> if you want to get real real if you want to get real intimate with the story you gotta know about the bodily you gotta things. get intimate with the bodily things <laughs> let's get physical physical if you're under the age of 18 please hit 15 over and over (laughs) until the end of the entire series please just hit delete on 
your podcast app. Okay. <laughs> so Slender Man. So he added this photo of this like tall, creepy, faceless man, basically, into and Google. I mean, if you Google Slender Man, you find thousands of photos, but the original Slender Man photos. Do you have it? Uh, super creepy. I do. Um, let me just read to you like the caption okay. and then I'll show you the picture. Cool. The quote under the first photograph read, quote, we didn't want to go. We didn't want to kill them, but it's persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us, comforted us at the same time. 1983 photographer unknown presumed dead. Ugh. And then the quote under the second photograph read one of two recovered photographs from the Sterling city library blaze. Notable for, notable for being taken the day on which 14 children vanished and for what is referred to as the Slender Man. Deformities cited as film defects by officials. Ooh. Fire at library occurred one week later. Actual photograph confiscated as evidence. 1986, photographer Mary Thomas, missing since June 13th, 1986. Ugh. So here are the... What did you search? I searched original Slender Man photos. Okay. And uh, you're actually going to find a lot because they've just been added to over time. But they are so creepy. Here, Okay. So here's a photograph. Uh-huh. And then if you look back here. Okay. Oh, 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 oh I see him now. He's back there behind Ooh, the playground. That's a creepy bitch. So he made it very subtle. So it like is right. creepy because it's like, wait. So it's like, look at all the similarities in each of these photos that this weird Slender Man thing is in the background. Yeah, he's in the background with these like creepy tentacle arms. And then it's like, oh, these children disappeared. News clipping, whatever, you know. And then Weird. Um, I mean, that is for sure. Especially what year was this? 2009? Yeah. I literally, I don't even see him in, in this one. Maybe Ooh, you can find like him. Like a Where's Waldo. <laughs> Where's Slender Man? Oh, well, yeah. Is that him in the back? Is that? Yeah. Because he has no face. Oh, so that's the head? Oh, so creepy. We just thought a child with no face no, and seven feet like tall is normal. a tree or something. Oh. Yeah, a white tree. I don't know. A birch tree. Okay, that's fair. Listen, I don't know. But it's so creepy. And so, of course, now there are just a bajillion, like, old photographs with creepy Slender Man, like, like, photoshopped Ugh. in and just so many horrible, horrible images. It's, it's honestly so creepy, like, the notion that he doesn't Vomitous. have a face. And also, well, I mean, it's such a little thing. I shouldn't even really complain about it. But how did they... That must be like someone acting in the picture and then they just kind of superimpose him in every picture, right? Because like there are definitely pictures way up close of someone kind of like with their head slipped over to one side. Like I that mean, must be a person. definitely create that on Photoshop. Gross. If you can draw a person, you can draw a creepy Slender Man figure. I guess so. I'm not very design oriented. Point being, it's so fucking creepy. And it they're very subtle, the original photos. So it looks like old-timey photos, and then the captions were like, oh, these children disappeared, and blah, blah, blah. So when that was posted, it went viral. Um, oh, I want to, uh, like you mentioned, the way he looks. Uh, he's depicted as a thin, unnaturally tall man with, like, like, 10 feet tall, like, really tall, with a featureless head, so, like, no face, and wearing a black suit. And he is commonly featured stalking, abducting, or traumatizing children. Yes. Um, and so this idea went like this notion of Slender Man went viral. 
And um, this, the story kind of spread across multiple media, including literature, art, a video series that called him The Operator. And now um, a horror film that comes out August 24th, 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, so guess who wrote the screenplay? Tell me. You? Good, me. No. What, who? <laughs> Good old Victor Surge himself. Oh, really? Yeah, he wrote Good the, for him. He deserves it. Hell yeah. He got the the rights or the, the company that bought the rights um bought them from him and he wrote the screenplay which is just great like good for him he clearly can you imagine like just joining some forum contest in 2009 and then yeah literally going like creepily viral and then some true crime shit happening because of it and like probably feeling really guilty but then also getting a screenplay out of it and then myspace i don't know why i just said myspace grandma and then myspace shows up and then myspace showed up at live journal slash extreme eyeliner stop saying extreme eyeliner that's not a real thing i didn't do that whoever's url was extreme eyeliner though is like really getting a lot of hits these days (laughs) okay um so his creepy tentacle arms, he's abducting children, he's just fucking tall and tilts his head and doesn't have a face. Like, it's just nightmare fuel. <laughs> Subsequent posters started expanding upon the character of Slenderman. They would add their own visual elements and contributions. They would add, like, fake newspaper clippings. And so it developed into this whole viral, like, thing bigger than itself. Um, and he, like, supported it the whole time, too. He was like, this is a cool storytelling medium. Like, right we need to keep growing this cool horror phenomenon, et cetera. Um, So he has said, Knudsen, is that how you say that? Knudsen? Yeah. Knudsen has said um, that his intention was to formulate something whose motivations can barely be comprehended and which caused unease and terror in a general population. So that's what, did you just put socks in your hands? (laughs) They've been on here for a while. Are you serious? Yeah. Holy shit. My hands are cold. Do you need a blanket? No, I'm I'm good now. It's too late. You always (laughs) say it's too late like I fucking didn't stop you jumping off a building or something. It's it's too late. No, I I had uh, lengthy socks on all the way up to my elbows this whole time. Well, I definitely missed that. Okay. Um, So there's a woman, uh, Professor Shira Chess at the University of Georgia, and she has a book called Folklore, Horror Stories, and the Slender Man, and she studied this phenomenon, basically. Um, And she basically related the phenomenon of Slender Man to ancient folklore about fairies. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she said, like fairies, Slender Man is otherworldly with motives that are often difficult to grasp. Like fairies, his appearance is vague and often shifts to reflect what the viewer wants or fears. Mm Mm-hmm. And like fairies, the Slender Man calls the woods and wild places his home and kidnaps children. So it's just like, it basically has this element of like traditional folklore that like draws people in. Right, right, right. Um, So since it went originally viral, it spawned numerous works of fan art, cosplay, um, more creepypasta. Uh, It basically became bigger than the author in his original story. Um, Is obviously now like a Hollywood film. Um, as I said, he's mostly described as like tall with these creepy tentacle like arms and he kind of like has no face. It's really fucking awful. Um, so a lot of scholars have also argued that even though 
he's fictional and people can say like this is a guy who invented it and it's clearly spawned from this one source um slender man represents like a sort of digital folklore oh okay cool which is interesting and then the woman who wrote that book professor chess she argues that um slender man exemplifies the similarities between uh traditional folklore and then the open source of the internet um, and that unlike traditional monsters like vampires and werewolves, the fact that Slenderman's mythos can be tracked like to a specific date mm-hmm. and time um, offers like a really powerful insight into how folklore is formed. So they can like f- literally track That's how awesome. a story becomes like urban legend folklore on the internet. So it's just like really cool, cool. that it's all been kind of um, first of its kind too. Yeah, it really is. And there was something they called it. I don't remember the word, but like it referred to like Gutenberg's press. Like it, someone said it, uh, Slenderman was the ending of the age of the gap between when the pr- printing press was invented and when the, the internet world. took over because yeah. it was like we're creating our own folklore without the need of print material, which is just like so fascinating. Super cool. Yeah. Um, and when you did the Russian sleep experiment, you mentioned like the things that make a creepypasta go viral. And so the uh, chess identified three aspects of the Slenderman myth that um, kind of helped that help the story grow into what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, collectivity, which means it was created by a collective rather than one person. Variability it built upon itself. Yeah, and it like the best of everybody's like creepy talents and things was able to be combined into one story. Variability meaning that the story changes depending on the teller, which is like very folklore. And then performance meaning that the storyteller's narrative changes to res- reflect the responses of the audience. So it's able to like shift depending on what scares people the most, what like affects people the most. Also, <laughs> this is off topic, but I learned that the singular of graffiti is graffito oh. because there, <laughs> there's a picture on Wikipedia and it was like a graffito of Slenderman. And I was like, a what? That makes sense, though, because one spaghetti noodle is actually called a spaghetto. <laughs> it's just so funny so, to me. Like, funny how English doesn't even like it's like, no, we're not going to use that that rule. Because like, when would you eat one spaghetto, though? I mean, when you throw it against the wall to see if it's done. A spaghetto yeah. is a different story. A spaghetto is a dangerous Italian neighborhood. <laughs> spaghetto. Yeah, it's going to avoid that, but you you went there. I did it anyway. The pun is there. Yeah, so graffito is right. an individual graffiti. Got it. Anyway, so the idea, which I mentioned, is that nearly all users understand that Slenderman is not real, but the idea is that you suspend disbelief in order to become more engrossed because you want it to scare you. Like you want to be a part of the story, Uh, which adds a sense of authenticity and blurs the lines between legend and reality. So it's similar to the, I feel like the Russian sleep experiment because it's like so creepy and like you get so invested emotionally and like, yeah, it just feels real. Even though like logically you think maybe it didn't, it's not real, but you're able to like suspend disbelief. And Knudsen himself has commented that many people, despite understanding that Slenderman was created on the Something Awful forums, still like to entertain the possibility that he might be real, just for fun. And that is my segue into the true crime element 
of the story. What I was waiting for this whole time. Which is called The Slender Man Stabbing. The Slender Stabbing. Slender Stabbing. Yikes, guys. But not by men. I don't get it. Not by men. I... Why would it be by men? Slender. I don't know. Slender Stabbing. And then I want to see by. I don't know. Slender Woman Stabbing. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. What? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm so confused. Most of the time we both are. So Not by men. Not by men. I don't get it. I don't either. Maybe I'll get it when I edit and I'll feel stupid. Maybe I still won't. Okay. I think I just said words. I think it just came right out. <laughs> it's enjoyable, I think, for everyone. I think everyone but us. Just, no, everyone Actually, liked. no one. Everyone liked it. Just. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think everyone's taking Advil altogether right now. <laughs> Man, this show makes me need painkillers. That's so sad. <laughs> Okay, so this, the true crime element of my story takes place in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Okay, 2014. Live Journal is dead. Picture well, it. <laughs> up until last week when people found yours. <laughs> okay, I need a simple line. Hold on. Don't you miss that? No. I, I didn't forget it, that's for sure. It's ingrained into the darkest folds of my mind. <laughs> it all came rushing back. <laughs> Okay, so 2014, Wisconsin. A girl named Morgan Geyser and her best friend... Uh, what? This isn't English. Which, oh, again, Morgan and her best friend is not English? <laughs> Morgan and Mor... A girl named Morgan Geyser, Morgan's best friend, Peyton, <laughs> is not English. Oh, yeah, you were back to your wine when you were doing your notes, huh? Here's what happened. I was born German parents and my first language oh my <laughs> Also, uh, I have been sober for 30 days, so all of a sudden the toxins are just rushing back to be their best selves. Listen, it's not that I missed it. It's just that it's ingrained in the darkest folds of my brain. <laughs> I can't get rid of it. Okay. That's M. That's not me, by the way. That's T. That's not Y. Oh, whatever. How many times? I am not even caught up to you. I just want to clarify. So there's a girl named Morgan, and she has a best friend named Peyton. Morgan and Peyton, uh, they'd been friends, best friends since the fourth grade. Um, both loved cats, dress up, and Harry Potter. They talked on the phone every night. They're like your 12-year-old dream team. And, uh, oh, by the way, they're 12. Oh, okay. So it is <laughs> your 12-year-old dream team. Like Lizzie McGuire and LaLanne or whatever her name was. LaLanne. That was not her name. That was her real name in real life. It was? The actors? Mm-hmm. Her and I share a birthday, by the way. So her birthday's the day before mine. Yes. Aww. I'm going to assume that Morgan and Peyton's screen names were I'm Always Crazy 444 and Lefty Sponge. That's precious. It's the dream team. The 12-year-old dream <laughs> the team. The 12-year-old dream team. Uh, Lefty Sponge. Okay. I can't deal with that, but it's fine. We'll get, we'll get to it later. I'll address it later with you. Uh, a girl named Morgan. A girl named Peyton. BFFs, Harry Potter, cats. All the good stuff. All the good stuff. The whole shebang. Morgan's 12th birthday party sleepover was coming up. I also had a 12th birthday party sleepover. Oh, you had a 12th birthday? Lucky. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? We're doing that, that office bit again, aren't we? Where I'm Michael Scott and you're the cameraman and you're just like, I'm going to keep fucking rolling. I just stare at you until you go, I don't know what's happening and feel <laughs> feel weird. And But the thing is, I never know and I always feel weird. I just address it outwardly. It's just fun to stare at you until you outwardly admit that you're like, what the fuck is happening? 
I think at all the time, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It's kind of how we roll through life. Um, yeah. Morgan's 12th birthday party sleepover is coming up. Uh, she invited Peyton as well as her newer friend, Anissa Wire. So her sleepover rolls around. Morgan, Anissa, and Peyton spend the evening at Skateland. Fun. Mm-hmm. Before being picked up by their dad. Had your typical sleepover. They goofed around on their laptops. The next morning, uh, they ate donuts and strawberries for breakfast. They played dress up, took photos in goofy outfits. They invented a game where they crushed. This is my favorite part. They invented a game where they crushed granola into silly putty and threw it at the ceiling. That just sounds like a mess. Did you know an individual silly putty is called a silly pato? Oh, you throw it at the, the wall to see if it <laughs> if it sticks, and then you eat it. Mm. children try eating silly putty and see what happens put granola in it first that helps yeah uh (laughs) but so they but apparently they threw granola this is what i'm saying when i read that new york article and i'm like what a weirdly specific thing to include in your article but okay i love it so they put granola in the silly putty threw it at the ceiling it got stuck they got worried how did we get it down sounds like my childhood Uh, then Morgan asked her mom if they could go outside and play, um, and they set out for David's Park, which was a small grassy park nearby that had public restrooms. That's about it. It was like a small patch of grass. Nothing special. On the way there, Peyton led the way, and Anissa and Morgan lagged behind, and that's when Morgan pulled the left side of her jacket up and showed Anissa the knife she had stolen from the kitchen. Ah, so she's Looney Tunes. There it is. To use M's phrase. There it is. When they got to the park, Anissa and Morgan lured Peyton into the bathroom. By the way, Peyton, apparently, her name since childhood was Bella. Mm-hmm. But in, in the New York article, they called her Bella. In every other article, they called her Peyton. And that's her given name. So I'm not really sure which to use. But I just went with Peyton because that's the like her given name. Anyway. Okay. They lured Peyton into the bathroom and attacked her. Morgan restrained her while Anissa pushed Bella's head against the brick wall, but then Morgan fell apart, started pacing and singing to herself, and Anissa sent uh, Peyton outside to play while she comforted Morgan, petting her like a cat. After stabbing her. No, no, no. Peyton went outside to play. Okay. She sent Peyton away. The one they attacked, she sent away. Oh. Morgan. So Peyton had time to, like fucking run for her life if she wanted to yeah so she sent her out and then comforted morgan who had brought the knife and pet her like a cat i see well they did like cats didn't they they love cats they're all about the cats you mm-hmm. know uh that comes back to believe it or not so uh it was anissa's idea after this once morgan had calmed down to go play hide and seek in the woods to wait the, i'm sorry wait so did they or did they not stab Peyton already? Or they just no, no, showed no. her the knife and they didn't show her, her the, the knife. They didn't show her knife. Sorry. There's a lot happening. So Morgan <laughs> showed Anissa the knife while Morgan Peyton showed. walked ahead. Uh-huh. They so I see. They, they lured all, all three went to the park, but Peyton was ahead of them and Morgan showed Anissa the knife. Got it. Then they lured Peyton into the bathroom to attack her, hit her head against a wall, but then Morgan who was with the knife and like freaked out freaked out and started singing to herself and like had a like a little breakdown so anissa the friend sent peyton outside and was like we'll be right out and then pet (laughs) morgan until she calmed down got it and then was like why don't we go play hide and seek in the woods together and forget all this happened and you have to remember like 
yeah, Peyton could have left. But again, she's like out in the middle of nowhere with her friends and she's 12. Like, yeah, maybe she thought it was just like a weird game or imaginary, you know, maybe it was like an accident that they hit her head or. Yeah. Like, who knows? It, who knows? So uh, Anissa was like, why don't we go play hide and seek in the woods? Which if anyone ever tells you to do that, don't. Yeah. OK. Not even you. Like, me? if you tell me to go play hide and seek in the woods with you, I'm still going to say no. I mean, that's what I was planning for this weekend. But if we if you don't want to, it's like, fine, whatever. Oh, I thought you were, you know, putting on a dress for three of your moms. <laughs> oh, right. In the woods. <laughs> Actually, I think you would rather play hide and seek <laughs> in the woods. I would rather fucking play hide and seek <laughs> in a public bathroom at David's Park than <laughs> put a dress on in front of all three of my mothers. But it's fine. It's going to happen. I will Love be it. fine. It's fine. Okay. So they headed into the woods. Great start. Um, Morgan took the lead. She later testified, Anissa and I took Peyton into the forest and said that we were going to play hide and seek. Anissa said she couldn't do it and that I had to. What happened was that Morgan counted first. Anissa and Peyton hid. Then Anissa tried to tackle Peyton but couldn't hold her down and then Morgan handed Anissa the knife while they were struggling and Anissa handed it back saying she was too squeamish while they talked Peyton oh yeah so she handed her the knife said she's like I'm too squeamish and handed it back then poor Peyton just like laid there and they started discussing it and Peyton started just like playing in the dirt with flowers because she's like I don't know what the fuck my friends are like talking about they were just wrestling me with a knife yeah i don't know she was just out in the middle of the woods i don't know maybe she, was, she didn't see the knife or maybe something. not who knows? Yeah, who knows and she was 12 i just can't get that out of my head that's insane so she's just like whatever my friends are being nutsos and just like and morgan's her like her best best friend so uh so morgan took the knife back and said well i'm not going to do it until you tell me to uh, Anissa said, I can't do it. You know where all the soft spots are. Ugh. And then Anissa started to walk away. When she had walked about five feet, she turned and said, or she stopped and said, Kitty, now go ballistic, go crazy, make sure she's down. Okay, but also Kitty. Are yeah. we going to just skip right over that? She's calling someone not named Kitty. Kitty? Yeah. A cat? She, she, they really do like the cat thing. No, she thinks she's a cat. Told you it would come back. <sighs> so ordering her cat, who's a human, to kill its best friend. Yeah. Okay. Because she said, I won't do it until you tell me to. So okay. So they're doing some weird role playing yep, thing here. Yep. Yep. So the friend. Did they have a crush on each other? Were they dating? I mean, I don't know. I think they were just chill. They were literally 12. I don't and know. cats. Got it. Yeah, they were not humans. I... Anissa, as she was walking away, heard Morgan say, don't be afraid. I'm only a little kitty cat. Ew. Then she pushed Peyton over and stabbed her 19 times <gasps> in her arms and legs, but also punctured her stomach, her liver, her pancreas, and barely missed a major artery near her heart. And Morgan later recalled it as, quote, stabby, stab, stab, stab. It didn't feel like anything. It was like air. Uh, and, wrong. And she said, Peyton just screamed, I hate you. I trusted you the whole time. Oh, no. 
Uh, she tried. So Peyton tried to get up and walk, but she could hardly walk because she had fucking been stabbed nineteen times. Fair. So Anissa held onto her and helped her walk. They took her deeper into the woods and told her to lie down. Morgan tried to dress Peyton's wounds with a leaf. Okay. A leaf. And then they told her they were going to go get help for her and that she should stay put. And then they fled. Mm -hmm. They went to the nearby Walmart and uh, washed up in the bathroom at the Walmart, filled their water bottles with water, and then wandered around town for several hours, crying and singing with each other um, until the police found them sitting in the grass near an entrance to the interstate. Meanwhile, Peyton had managed to drag herself with her 19 stab wounds to a nearby road where she was discovered by a passing cyclist and taken to the hospital. And before the anesthesia kicked in, she was able to tell police what had happened and who had done it to her. So they, you know, had found the two girls by the entrance to the highway. And when they interrogated them, uh, they discovered that Anissa and Morgan had recently discovered the legend of Slenderman on the internet and had started to believe in his existence so strongly that they believed he was calling on them to kill someone to prove their loyalty to him. And they thought if they murdered someone, they would become his proxies, prove his existence to all the doubters, and prevent him from harming their families. If they did as he said, they would then become his servants and live in a mansion in the forest with him. Oh, the dream. It's like all you hope I'd for. I'd kill you to live in a forest with a slender man. <laughs> a slender man, yep. Sure. Ugh, gross. Mm-hmm. So that makes you wonder, huh? Makes you do something. So when they were pressed by adults, they ultimately, both of them ultimately acknowledged that they knew the difference between fantasy and reality. The problem wasn't that they didn't understand logically that Slenderman wasn't real. Like Anissa told police that day, he does not exist. He's a work of fiction. Um, but Morgan, the more troubled one, had like a, a stronger attachment to the fantasy and had a really hard time extricating herself. But even she admitted it was probably wrong and said, I honestly don't know why we did this. But at the same time, it seemed like they did truly believe it because Anissa, when they went and attacked Peyton, had actually, so they had brought kind of like a bag of stuff. So they brought some granola bars and water bottle water bottles. Did they put the granola I, with the silly putty? I or? was just thinking that. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was all stuck to the ceiling, to be honest. Um, but Anissa had brought along some old family photos in her bag. Um, and she told police, we were probably going to be spending the rest of our lives with Slender. And I didn't want to forget my family. Then she started to cry and said, you know how distant family members and friends fade away with time. Wow. Wise words from a 12 year old who is going to live with Slender Man in the mansion in the woods. <laughs> Uh, she had also left two messages on her cell phone that were discovered later, and they were goodbye messages written days before the stabbing. Uh, they were sort of like a will, and they bequeathed all her possessions to her parents, and the other one was a goodbye letter as if it were a suicide. It said, this is my final wish to those who care. 
Do not grieve my absence, but remember me for who I was. I love and cherish you all and wouldn't do you harm. All right. Just, I just don't know. Uh, me neither. Uh, so as they were wandering around like the Walmart and the town and like crying and singing and didn't know what to do with themselves, uh, Morgan made a terrible confession to Anissa. She told Anissa that she had, quote, kind of, sort of, made a side deal with Slender. And told her friend that in private telepathic conversations, Morgan promised Slender that if they failed to go through with the murder, then Slender could have his way with their families. Oh, shit. So then Anissa fell apart and said, I want, I want to call my mom. I want to go home. You did this. I don't want to be a part of this. <laughs> Well, finally, some sense. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I regret that dramatic letter I put in my notes section of my iPhone. <laughs> so when police looked into Morgan and Anissa's home life, they found some interesting stuff. Um, when they looked at Morgan's household, uh, it seemed like she had gotten her kind of like gothic lifestyle from her parents. One of her father's email usernames was I love evil. Hmm. Well, apparently so does your daughter. <laughs> and apparently you got that before all the soda companies did, which is I'm saying. the most impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I love evil, at least according to the Daily Mail. Uh, his Instagram handle was deadboy420. Okay. Well, there's yep. that. There's that. There it is. And he also posted on that feed on Instagram, along with family pictures, uh, brass knuckles tipped with skulls, a skull and crossbones birthday card he'd sent his wife. And then two months before the stabbing, he proudly posted a drawing Morgan had made of Slenderman. So a family man. You know, supportive. Doing what he can. Dad. He posted with the motto, only Mogo, which is what he called her, draws Slenderman in crayon on a napkin when we are out to dinner. I mean, but to be fair, like, her parents really didn't think, like, oh, her obsession with horror movies is going to be, like... An issue. Fucking murder, yeah. you know? So, I'm not saying, you know, he liked skulls, and so she was... Right. But it's just interesting to see, like, the connection of... Like, she was so... It was so normalized, maybe, or... Yeah, or just... Inf I mean, she clearly had mental health issues of her own, but it's just interesting to see, like, how the background played into her... How her parents were like, like, because they were probably so accepting of like yes, being yeah. interested in the dark and the sinister and all that, and they just didn't know that it there was never, actually an issue. Yeah, it would never have occurred to it them. It was that, beyond like, an interest. She was right. Yeah, and I think the mom even said like, I wasn't thrilled with her interest in this, but like she and her friends seemed like so excited and like passionate about it that we just let it be. I feel you like know? that's me one day with my kids of like, I don't understand it. It's just a bunch of noise, but <laughs> whatever. I remember liking things my parents didn't you like. You sound so. like the SpongeBob old lady who doesn't like chocolate or chocolate. And chocolate. It's just a bunch of noise. Just a bunch of noise. <laughs> <laughs> that lady in the wheelchair. Oh God, it's awful. You're such a left sponge old lady. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, look at that perfect cup. Holy crap. Perfect to the brim and that's that on that and that's the end of everything that's the beginning and the end the beginning and the end the end of the beginning the beginning of the end alpha omega yes so when morgan was talking to police uh, about slenderman she told the police we got our hopes up he's everywhere he's almost uh, 
You mean he's not in the mansion in the forest? <laughs> no, he's everywhere. Um, he's all consuming. He's omnipotent. He's omniscient, omnipotent. He's alpha, omega, and he is the beginning of the end and the end of the beginning. You know what? Yes. I'm with this you. This reminds me of second grade religion class. <laughs> we had to come up with metaphors of what God was. Oh my! What did you say? I think mine was alpha and omega. All right. That's what I call my biceps. Get get the hell out of my get the hell out of my house. Get out. Okay, so she told police we got our hopes up that he was real. He's everywhere. In Morgan's bedroom, um, they found so they found normal like twelve year old girl things. They found Mad Libs. Um, they found like some books, but they also found granola putty <laughs> stuck. To the ceiling. A granola putto. <laughs> a granola silly putto. And a graffito of Slenderman. <laughs> oh, God. They found 50 drawings referring explicitly to Slenderman, scrawled with slogans in all capital letters like, Never alone and he still sees you. Did they have any drawings of Slenderman with a bunch of fucking cats? Well, a lo- no. I don't, maybe. No, because she was a cat. Oh, right. That I forgot who was who in this story. That would have been a self-portrait, I think. <laughs> but she had a cat that she apparently loved. But apparently she also loved to watch videos of cats murdering small animals. Uh-huh. She also loved Peyton, I'm pretty sure. So Yeah. Whoops. Right. Yeah. And, you know. Whoops. Who's to say? Um. Anyway, so they found these like creepy drawings of Slenderman, like sketches and doodles, and then it would say like "Never alone" and he's still watching or still sees you, like Santa, <laughs> like a really really fucked up Santa. Um. And then a lot of them had the operator symbol, which is a circle covered by an X, which is supposed to either fend off Slenderman or draw him closer to you. It's just like one of those creepy symbolic things that's part of the folklore. Um. They looked through her uh, online presence, and they found some, like, really disturbing posts. On February 20th, 2014, she wrote, Why did the baby cross the road? Because it was strapped to my bumper. Oh, She just had, like, some really alarming, upsetting content on the internet and in her room. Um, And they found out that she had actually been tormenting Peyton, who was terrified of Slenderman. Uh, and would send her links to creepypastas. She would warn her that Slenderman was going to get her while she was sleeping. Like, she traumatized her um, as part of her newfound obsession with Slenderman. So, obviously, they were arrested and charged for this attack. Um, It took... Morgan was in the... Not Morgan. Peyton was in the hospital for a while. Was scarred and... I mean, gouged, like, all across her body. Uh, blah, blah, blah. In 2017, Anissa pleaded guilty to being a party to attempted second-degree homicide, and a jury found her not guilty by mental disease or defect. And then Morgan accepted a plea offer under which she would not go to trial and would be evaluated by psychiatrists, uh, who would determine how long she would um, end up in a mental hospital. And she later pleaded guilty and was found not guilty by reason of mental disease or defect. She was actually diagnosed with schizophrenia, which is really rare for a 12-year-old. Wow. Okay. Um, and they said she had 
could not understand the difference between right or wrong due right. to mental health. Uh, and then experts have also testified another really rare thing, which is that Anissa was suffering from what is known as shared delusional disorder, where she was so influenced by Morgan and the whole Slender Man mythos that she was not able to understand what was real and what was fiction. So she herself didn't have schizophrenia. Yeah. Well, she didn't ha- have schizophrenia, but she didn't have the capacity to like understand understand that Morgan's <clears throat> influence was like was not accurate not real and not good right um she later said i didn't want to do it but i didn't want to leave morgan all by herself out here because i thought it would be cool to prove the skeptics wrong so she basically was like well i thought maybe it was true and morgan essentially convinced her that like she had to do it so uh morgan was sentenced to 25 years um in a mental institution which is the maximum sentence for for the crime she committed um and according to testimony from guards and other people uh she's frequently seen in conversation with people who aren't there uh she eats her meals on her knees on the floor with her back to the door and when someone come unexpected comes to see her she'll make claws with her hands like a cat she uh treats the ants in her jail cell as pets and she feeds them off her meal tray and will sometimes take them to the rec room to throw on other kids. Uh, she doesn't talk much to anybody else, including the other children. She made, uh, a dollhouse with like really specific details, including a tiny CD player and CDs and a closet full of clothes. Um, and she obviously can't have scissors, so she, like, ripped them all into really specific little mm. details. Um, she apparently had a falling out with her father while she was in jail, and uh, she ripped him out of every family picture in her cell. And apparently, they later found out the fight was about his uh, disrespect for her imaginary friends. I see. You know how it goes. Oh, I know. So, Peyton... She survived. She went to she went back to school about like a year and a half later, I believe. Um, can you imagine being twelve? And that's, I mean, I did no. Obviously, nobody can imagine it. But her mother, um, she didn't appear in court to make a victim like to make a victim statement, but she wrote a letter. Um, and she wrote about she wrote that the trauma of the attack has defined our lives. And that her daughter still fears for her life on a daily basis. She said for months, Peyton slept with scissors under her pillow for protection. And she still keeps her bedroom windows closed and locked out of fear. And she basically said, like, she'll never recover from this fully. It's going to, she's a changed girl and it's going to affect her for the rest of her life. Yeah. I mean, you literally can't ever have a best friend. You can't trust anyone. Yeah. She said she can't, she won't let people close. She can't, she won't have friends that are close to her anymore, which is so sad. You're 12. I mean, that's so Yeah, sad. you're 12 and you have a legitimate reason to be afraid to make friends. So sad. Um, so Morgan is still kind of unwilling to release Slenderman and admit that Slenderman is not real. Um, she says, it was weird. I felt no remorse. I still have this idea that it was necessary. Um, and apparently she's still unraveling further. Uh, she... 
she was talking to a psychiatrist and the psychiatrist said like what would would you kill if you were if you were oh, sorry the psychiatrist basically said like if we were to release you would you hurt somebody would you kill and she said i think i'd have to if Slenderman asked her to. Okay, so she's, like, not over it. So she's still there. Um, Peyton's mother says she'll struggle with the events of the day and the physical and emotional scars for the rest of her life, um, but is just happy that for now... Uh, she's, she's alive, at She's least. alive, and that the two girls are, you know, are facing punishment for what they did. But 12 years old, man, and... And how old are they now? Um... What year did that happen? So they were 12 in 2014. Oh, okay, so they're 16 now. Or about to turn 16. Oh, yeah. That's younger than I thought. Yeah. That's just crazy. I don't know. It's so it's so sad. Yeah, so... Wow. That's the story of the Slenderman stabbing and the Slenderman creepypasta and how fascinating, like, it bleeds into real life like that, you know? Yeah. I'm sure there was an argument. I'm sure it like came up in court at some point of like, um, like wanting, like influencing kids that much. Totally, like a creepy pasta, like fucking up a kid and like. Oh yeah. Like I mean, I bet Victor Surge or whatever mm-hmm. his name was, he must have felt so goddamn guilty. He was like, there, I literally just yeah. submitted a picture to a contest, and then someone almost fucking died. There was a lot of debate, like a lot of moral debate. Like, should there be like, like parental control or rating or something and there were there were debates about like the morality of creating you know horror fiction and things like that and you know in the end she was diagnosed with schizophrenia it was just something she latched onto and it's not his fault you know like he was creating fiction and i think hopefully by now kind of the guilt has been assuaged but like it's still fucking awful so that's the story of Slenderman stabbing. Oh, good. I don't know how to bounce back from that. And I, when I, the other creepy thing is when I searched Slenderman in our email to see like who had some, like suggested it, we had a lot of emails from people who had night ter- or um, sleep paralysis and things where they're like, Ugh. a tall Slenderman with no face was standing above me. And I'm oh like, oh my God. Listen, the number of people who said Slenderman in like, out of context of Slenderman. <laughs> I was like, I don't like the thought of this at all. No. Just creepy. It seems to be just like one of those persisting horror themes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, that was a good one. Woof. I don't know how to make this pleasant. Should we do a geoscope? Sure. Let me find a geoscope for y'all. Oh, you took your sock gloves off, I see. I did. I balled them up. I was getting sweaty. <laughs> okay. Baby G, so sweet. Such a sweet baby. Okay, here we go. You know that you have a very fertile imagination, Scorpio, and today's aspects highlight this special quality. You might wish to channel your thoughts into an artistic endeavor like writing or painting. Baby G. Let's note that an oil painting of Geo sits above your head. Oh, who could forget? You know it's there. Be sure to grab any opportunity to weave a fascinating tale for a child. What a weird thing to say. I have the mind of a child. Baby G, <laughs> tell me a story. Weave Emma's story. Oh, I'll lend you my ears. <laughs> God damn it. He's such a good boy. Be careful about letting your imagination run away with you when making judgments about people. Oh my. He makes a lot of judgments about people, I'll tell you what. 
I know, but they're all good when he's thinking about me. They're most likely on the up and up. Because <gasps> he's thinking of me? Because he's thinking of you. Baby And G. your childlike imagination. I love him so much. That was a good one. He's such a good boy. Oh, thanks for listening, guys. That was like, whoo, that took it out of me. Oh, yeah? That was just like... I had to listen to it. You <laughs> told a story, too, you dumbass. I know, I know. I know. Okay. Ugh. Now what do we do? You got to tell the thing because I need to drink my wine. Uh, all right. Uh, well, if you haven't heard it before, here we go. You can find us on... Everyone, try saying it with me. Let's see how well you know it. Okay. Oh, you too? I mean, you said everyone. <laughs> okay. And Baby G. Um, you can find us at Facebook, Facebook Twitter. Twitter. And- <laughs> okay, oh. stop. Okay. <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at ATWWD Podcast. You can also find our Patreon at ATWWD Podcast. Please, please, please donate. You don't realize what you're doing. You're bringing us to Salem. How big of a contribution you are. You don't get it. I know you don't get it because I didn't get it. Because you're dumb and you don't understand. Wow. Not from my mouth. It just sounds like you're saying that. No, like I remember (laughs) I never understood how important donating was until I was on the other end of it. it. It's just everyone... It's that, literally it's, how we create. It's really You have amazing. no idea how much it helps. It's so like thank your you. guys are our boss and you're paying us to do it. It's really incredible. They're rolling our eyes like, oh my God, we get it. Anyway, um, you can also find us at our website and that's why we drink.com. You can find our merch store at and that's why we drink.bigcartel.com. We have new merch. Yeah, we do. Um, you can find us at our email and that's where we drink at gmail.com where you can send in your personal true crime and or paranormal stories. We put out a new listeners episode every first of the month coming up. Uh, we are also going to crime con in May, May 4th to May 6th in Nashville. If you have not yet used our promo code and would like to, it is ATWWD. You better do it. You better do it. And you better see us. And both of our moms have committed to coming. (laughs) Linda and Renata will be there. They have their own fan base. A lot of people have said they're coming just for our moms. And our moms will be there, too. Even my own mom has said they're coming. She's coming for you, not me. She's been like, (laughs) I've heard people would fawn over me. And that's what I'm here for. I talked to my mom earlier and I'm like, oh, Em's here. And she's like, well, I'm meeting them soon and I can't wait. And I was like, (laughs) okay. Uh, yeah, so my mom, I don't even know if she's 100% here for me. I think she's just excited to ride the ego train. So. There will be drinking, there will be barring, there will be hugging, and just... just Probably sh- tears. Show the hell up. So if you can't make it to that, maybe you can make it to something, I don't know, in either April or May. A secret, or May. A secret thing that's happening that might happen. But if you were to be in the Los Angeles area around the April and or May... Time and you want to watch people sweat in public and you had maybe twenty dollars or something to your name or something like that if you wanted to be around the la area between april and may you just might could do that if you could want maybe to do it though (sighs) right i mean yeah okay if anyone yep just just maybe do something with that information what are you going to do? You're going to do that. You're going to think about it. You're going to put it in your brain. Um, Is there anything else? I don't think so. I think that's about it. You can follow our personals at Xteen Schieffer and The M. Schultz. Yeah, you can. Uh, and that's it. <laughs> that's it. I think that's it. That's I, the whole shebang. I think that's the, the shebang and a half. We're um, going to have 100 episodes and still don't know how to end these. <laughs> that's the fun part of this. Guys, drinking wine is so fun. Why did I ever stop? And we're back. <laughs> and... That's why we drink. (laughs) Clink.
Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.